Hey everyone, welcome back, Betsburts Golf. Uh, happy post fourth, weird vibe day. Kind of a feels like a Tuesday because we're doing the show. Kind of feels like a Monday because we were off yesterday. Um, Ryan Noonan here to talk John Deere Classic with my friends who suffering from the meat sweats slash high noon sweats and maybe just sweaty because it was hot here in the Midwest yesterday. Andy Mauder, how are we doing? Yeah, it was a warm, uh, a warm week, a warm weekend. Really fun though. I love, uh, love long holiday. It sucks being a grown up though. Like uh, long holidays just turn into. I don't know. I'm sure there's jobs where it's just like, uh, whatever. Like I had days off and I don't have any catch up. We just go to work. Like I don't know. Yeah, I'm sure. But uh, it feels like in our in our uh, probably a lot of people's jobs. It's like yeah, that was fun, but now I have to catch up on a bunch of stuff and I'm behind. I have like 40 hours of work to finish in these three days. Maybe not 40 for me. I'm, I'm, I'll slack a little on Friday, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a lot. And I'm underwhelmingly underprepared. I did a lot of uh, John Deere reading a little yesterday and into this week, uh, into this morning as well. It's yeah, third straight week of a course that could probably get the shit beat out of it. But the field is lesser. And I don't want to dog on the field because... I don't know. It's a uh, it's a bunch of our guys, a bunch of these guys, where it's like, hey, you know, it sucks to have to bet some of these names at such a small number, but it's all relative to the field, and uh, that's kind of how it works with golf. And you know, just because we're able to bet some of these guys at triple digit numbers, doesn't mean we still don't like them at lower numbers against this field. But uh, you'll kind of see where we landed. I put some outrights in this morning. Um, excited to probably look at some positional stuff in this one as well. And yeah, off to the quad cities. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm uh, I'm excited. I like the fields. I like because you, you said these are some of our guys. I feel like this is that like bottom tier range that we typically like to like flirt with in full field events. But we don't have to deal with the Scotty Scheffler, John Roms, uh, and Ricky Fowlers of the world. So congrats to Ricky. Congrats to you, sir, for getting home on the Ricky. Last week, you and Pat James. I didn't even, uh, it's been so long, I didn't even victory lap an outright. Yeah. yeah, that was one too, where it's just like, he's the best He's the best golfer of the top names somehow sure. right now, which is was just mind-numbing, but the, the price is reflected as well. It's like, JT's a little broken at times. Morikawa's got some issues. Obviously, he sorted some of that out, and I almost... I almost just turned the golf off when he was on 17. Like, well, it was a fun run. We almost had this. It was a, it was a good one. And, and by turn the golf off, I meant switch <laughs> my phone to a different app. Right. My God, you could not like, yeah, we, as the golf community, the golf betting community, we get, uh, we get dogged on a little by in general, because we're so nasty on Twitter about, you know, NBC sucks and CBS sucks and ESPN isn't figuring it out. And why isn't there golf on the golf channel? But it was rough. Even to JT, Justin Thomas tweeted out like, congrats to Ricky. I wish I didn't have to watch this on my phone though. It was wild. Mm -hmm. You couldn't even get up. And, you know, we're moving towards that in the NFL with some games that are going to be strictly on Amazon and YouTube and things like that, YouTube TV. But, um, I mean, it's a, it's a Sunday. It's golf. Your demographic probably skews towards uh, baby boomers still because it's still golf. Like, you should probably put this on the television for everyone. So kind of a weird Sunday, but great for Ricky. And the, the exhale just killed me. 
Like you could tell he was just like, Oh, thank God. This long national nightmare is over. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough. It was, you know, cause it becomes a rights issue and it gets really murky and yeah, like they obviously fumbled in a non-ideal situation for it to land that way. I don't know how they can do it differently. The problem is for like, I saw some tweets too, like, Hey, my, my dad's going to love seeing this five hours from now, you know, when they play the actual coverage, like someone who's just like a little bit older and not online would probably have, you know, no idea that it was tape delayed unless it said tape delayed there on the screen. Uh, so, you know, we're definitely different because we're, we're old and online uh, and obviously plugged into the space and knew what was happening. But yeah, kind of a no win situation. I think the tour and TV rights takes a beating and rightfully so like, it's way harder to watch it for the casuals, for the hardos that want to watch it more frequently or to watch, you know, the early Sunday morning tea times because we're grinding matchups and those guys, you're never going to see a shot unless you decide, you know, you want to be on your laptop or, uh, you know, something like that on an ESPN app or whatever on a Sunday morning. It's a little bit tricky. This one was was definitely, it just sucks for Ricky. Like I would have liked to have Ricky to have like a, a good national audience live and all that to not to be kind of a, a broken situation. But hey, for you, about right cash, just as much money as it would have if you would have had to watch it at 5 p.m. Uh, knowing that it had been done for four or five hours. So yeah, definitely more Ricky fashion to not make it easy. Well, I mean, was was part of the problem that they started they started golf so early because of the weather? Yeah, that was the I think the entirety of the problem because they also had growing up against a senior open. Well, I mean, that was a NBC product that day. Um, but because of like you had the DP World Tour, so it's when they can actually turn the rights on or turn it on based off of their agreement because they have commitments to DP World Tour, how much golf they can actually show on the Golf Channel, which is a wild thing, but that's part of it. Uh, and then, you know, CBS has, they paid for those rights to air the final rounds of the Rocket Mortgage. Like, they want to have that ability to do so. They don't want to get, uh, you know, just having the Golf Channel take all that, even though they're paying for it, especially since it's yeah. an NBC product, not a CBS product. So, it gets tricky. No, weird, weird deal all around, but we digress. We move on. We're on to another tournament that I'm sure we'll, we'll be super, we'll be able to watch every single shot of the John Deere classic. Um, yeah, not the best tournament, not the best field, but like we said, a lot of our guys are here and it's as far as the TPC courses, I, I don't hate this one. Like they, they kind of found a nice chunk of land for this. I think it gets a bad rap, and I kind of noted that. In it my gets article. a bad rap because of the field. I think this is yeah. a good course. Well, part of it too, because its long-term spot on the tour was it was the final entry pre-open championship, and a lot of the quality golfers that had already qualified for the open championship would just go to Europe a little bit earlier. You wouldn't want to have to make that like Sunday night red eye overseas, you know to. You tee it up the next week of the Open Championship. Now, with the way with the Scottish being a co-sanctioned event, you have a little bit of leeway. Uh, this isn't that anymore. You don't have to worry about having the charter jet to get across the ocean. Um, you could just get a better field. And as you mentioned, I think in terms of like some of the weaker field events, some of the weaker TBC courses, I don't know. This one's pretty much straight in front of you, but I think there's a little bit more nuance here. We have, um, you know, it's still going to come down, as you mentioned, similar to some of the stuff we've seen of late with like Canada and travelers and Detroit it's right in front of you. And it's like a wedge and putting fest. Um, whereas a lot of the tougher courses that we've seen on tour, it's a lot more nuance. Uh, we do have some elevation changes here, some dog legs. We do have wide fairways, but uh, they are sloping. So it isn't, uh, you know, 
I don't know. It's like it's a Craig Ranch. Like that place is like there's nothing really to that. Even Detroit, well, like Craig Ranch, um, Detroit's not a TPC course, but right, I, it, it is honestly. Sure, if we're gonna throw those on a bucket. Uh, the one they use for the team event, Louisiana, horrible. You know, yeah. some, some of these, it's just Zurich. like well, Zurich. Um, it's it's a nice looking course, but obviously we saw what can have happen to River Highlands. When the conditions are easy, you can just yeah. get bent over. I mean, they all can. Like the scores at the 3M can be very, very low, too, because basically, like, hey, if some guys can just avoid the water and there's no wind, like, it's it's going to be very, very scorable. But, yeah, this this does have a little bit of defense. They did some work on this a couple years back. Um, I think this is the answer, honestly, to, to, like, you know, they want to roll the ball back basically like standardize the ball you can use and you know similar to what you'd find on a driving range uh where they're they're flight limited do something like that so so that we you know don't have guys hitting at 340 <clears throat> i don't love that and i also don't love and i realize there's limitations to just how far you can move the tee boxes back because of you know like hey it's not our land or there's a house sure. there there's a lake there you can only move your tee boxes back so far lengthening the courses and those right i love what they do here and what they've done at a lot of courses were just like do you want to hit it 315 325 then you're gonna have to make a decision here because the fairway at 280 is 40 50 yards wide the fairway at 300 is 30 the fairway at 325 is 20. Like they, they just do these, these tightening ups of these landing areas or, you know, throw in some extra bunkering, throw in some extra problems, maybe even make the rough worse. Like, Hey, there's some berms in the rough. Like if, if that landing area for the longer drivers is a skinnier fairway uh, with more, you know, possibly penal areas, whether it's sand, whether it's, you know, slopes, anything like that. I like that. I think that's your answer for all of this. Just make people decide, like, am I hitting my one here? Am I letting the big dog eat? You know, if, if I feel like I can hit it straight or I can shape the shot right, then yes, I am. I'm still going to try to end up with a 320-yard shot here. But I like that. I think that kind of maybe, you know, you don't want to penalize somebody for getting really good at hitting the ball super hard and fast. But at the same time, it's a it's a nice way to kind of, you know, reward people who are just really good at uh you know the basically ball striking off the tee with a, a variant a variant a very a varied amount of clubs well this is where i'm at this morning but you know some of these guys who are able to club down or hit a three and just really piss rope it straight find the fairways uh consistently so i like that and that's kind of what we saw here so there is a bit of shot shaping too there's some dog legs so yeah not super straightforward on every hole, but again, it's still TPC Jet Run. It's an easy course. Yeah, when you look at the list of previous winners here, we do see a list of guys that maybe aren't viable options at all places, and that is something we talk a lot about when we reference or we're at like a Pete Dye track, where a lot of times the design is to kind of have a narrowing, to your point, a narrowing landing spot off the tee, where um, you know it kind of mitigates distance a little bit and does put uh, you know, a little bit more skill and priority into approach game and things like that. Um, the producer Dan had the graphic up there. You do have a lot of shorter par fours here. I mean, it's a par 71. So that I think matters quite a bit here. You want to, I mean, 
a lot of these guys take advantage of the par fives anyway. So here with, um, you know, a good amount of uh, eight of 11 par fours under 445 yards, that's important here. Guys that take advantage of uh, par four scoring and particularly some of the shorter ones. Uh, so yeah, coming into, again, when you look at the dispersion of the approach shots, you're going to have a lot of wedges. You're going to have a lot of 150 and in, um, you know, even some, you know, 125, 100 and in based off of, uh, you know, the history here, whereas again, we see typically on a lot of these other tracks, a lot of the Florida stuff we see earlier in the season, uh, you know, a lot of that ends up being 200 plus. Um, so this is very different. Again, to kind of defend the course and it not being a complete runaway here, they do grow up the grass a little bit. Ron in his preview talks about um, that is penal in terms of um, going for the green birdie rates, proximity to the hole from the rough is actually something here that is a little bit harder than the average course. So it does tend to be a viable defense. Um, we still are going to have low scores. We have 13 consecutive years of this place having a winner uh, at 18 or longer um, in terms of the final score. So yes, you're, we're getting still, we're going to approach 20 again. We're probably not going to mess around with 30 like Tony talked about last week uh, in the press conference when we get into the, the mid twenties, we're still probably flirting with the, the upper twenties here. So um, short grass collection areas around the green. So around the green tends to be a little bit more tricky here um, and important. Again, a noisy stat overall. Uh, for me, I'm looking at like strokes gain, short game, the combination of putting because I want my guys to be able to go low and show that they have a little bit of nuance around the greens when they do miss if they happen to get into the, the rough off the tee. But um, those are some of the things that I'm factoring in this week. Yeah, the <clears throat> the short grass collection areas are a little different. Like we saw, I'm trying to think of the course we had where they tightened up the the fringe around the green and it's like, Hey, if you're missing these greens, you're not like, Hey, I'm in this four foot fringe or I'm, I'm in something that's like fairway that runs all the way up or around the green. In some instances, it's like, no, you're in the rough and it's a different, that, I think that's why around the green can be a little noisy because you do see a big variance in what, what is around 100%. the green where it's like, hey, there's a huge amount of fairways that kind of loop around the green to the side, or you have this low-ass collection area where you're you're 20 feet below the hole. You can have some of these, you know, the huge bunkering complexes that you see at a lot of courses. So kind of a weird place because you can end up in a goofy spot, but you're not hitting out of the rough a lot when you're around the green. So basically, yeah, just looking for guys who can get up and down around the green like you said, just uh, shots, strokes gained, short game, SG, 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 um, kind of something to be looking at here. And yeah, you do want some good putters. One of the best putters in the world is here this week. Got caught some shit for putting him on my Ryder Cup team, but boy, that 12th spot is still hard. Like it's still very yeah. difficult to figure out who, who number 12 on the US of A is. And honestly, like Danny McCarthy wins this week. He might, he might. <laughs> very much be in that realistic conversation because he's played pretty good golf of late and that's uh leads me into the top of the board because he's near the top of the board and it's not your normal names obviously when we do this every year when we come here but yeah like henley and mccarthy that's uh that's a, that's the top of the board we don't have a ton of big names here and it's danny mccarthy is just kind of quietly a top 25 golfer like he, he just just kind of is. I mean, he's been playing pretty good golf. It's just not an exciting name, and he's not a guy who wins. 
He's been in contention more than than years past for sure. The putter uh, is always a stabilizing effect, but the, some of the other stuff has been in going pretty well. We do have Cam Young here, who's another interesting back end of the Ryder Cup team conversation. I think he's further out um, than even some of these other guys, which is interesting. Though he is the lone top 20 player in terms of the official world golf rankings, he would be considered, I think, just on paper, the class of the field in terms of you know where we think these players are. Uh, but it is an interesting, an interesting top tier. Those are the guys that are basically twenty or shorter. And again, you, you touched on it at the top. We have to divorce ourselves of any like preconceived thoughts about like backing X player at X price because it is all contextualized by the field. Like, sure, we're going to be betting on some guys here this week that we liked and we've had at like triple digits or you know eighty or higher. But just a very different mix. We're like, hey, yeah, at the at the travelers like Rory. Uh, Scotty, like everyone who's in that field. So now they're not here. So it's a very different beast than saying like, oh, can I go to the well on, you know, Austin Eckrode, unfortunately, is not here. Yeah, we'd be betting Austin Eckrode at 30 here because it doesn't matter that he was 90 in the past. So I think those are some things that you have to remember. I've seen a lot of that discourse on Twitter early here in the week. And it's like, yeah, you just, you got to move forward. Now you can make the case that because you don't have the top tier guys, that backing a Russell Henley, Backing a Denny McCarthy at the top, considering that there are discount versions of them at two, two and a half X their price, makes it very, very, very difficult because just the band of the distribution of who these guys are as golfers uh, is a lot wider than, say, Scotty Scheffler. Um, you know, who we don't catch 14s on Scotty a lot, but again, just going to the top of the board, sub 20, it just is a little bit harder because there's just more variance in these guys. There's a reason. Uh, that they are priced where they typically are in a full field event. We're getting Russell Henley for 40, 45. You know, Denny's been in that mix of late too. So, um, you know, these guys in the mid-tier that I think we're really excited about, I think are closer than typically they a mid-tier is to the top of the board, if that makes sense. No, 100%. Yeah, I don't – I love Denny McCarthy. I don't want to bet him at this price, like all things considered, because – I do think you're going to see a lot of guys have good putting performances here. They should putt pretty pure. I don't know if it's a huge differentiating factor. Obviously, like you said, short game matters, but there's going to be a lot of guys that have good putting games, mostly just like, hey, who's in decent form? And then look at that relative to the field. Like, you know, uh, it's the same thing everywhere. We have to contextualize these finishes. Like, hey, you had a you know had a top 10 here compared to a top 10 in a major. Or, you know, you, you played well, but you've had some missed cuts. And then you look at those courses and be like, well, those courses are terribly difficult. And you've played well on easier courses, even compared to some of the, you know, some decent fields. We've had some easy courses with good fields lately. And I think that can matter a lot when you're starting to compare maybe shorter term form and looking at some of the guys who are playing here. That does seem to be a little bit of a trend here is that like really, really short term form. Whereas I think you're probably always best off in golf, taking the longest view of the room in terms of like you know, baseline skill sets and some of that stuff. I do think you need to mix short term form in um, quite a bit. I think it does matter, especially when you have courses like we're talking about here where there, I do think there's some little bit of corollary in terms of what matters. Um, but we've seen short term form really matter in terms of who does well here for me more so than, Anything course history wise, um, I think it's pretty noisy here to be honest. But short term form guys that are just playing well, uh, last time out, last couple times out, I think are really viable options. And we've seen some of that too with the other guys that are sub 30. Um, 
Adam Hadwin's been playing some pretty good golf. He's out there 28, uh, pretty much next on the board. There's some 22s on Hadwin. Um, you know, Ludwig Gayberg is a guy that I continue wanted to be, I want to be long on, but I don't know that this is the right time to continue to go back in terms of what I think matters here. Just look, you're piping 345 down the middle of the fairway and making some putts. That's going to play everywhere. Um, and that's what we saw <clears throat> in spades on Thursday from the kid, right? So still got to figure it out a little bit. Wedge game might not be as dialed in as everything else. I think he's a guy that maybe would benefit from like, looks like longer irons right now. But again, we're still getting a feel for him. He's hard to back uh, at this price, though I didn't really consider it just because I was like, man, I just want to continue to just be invested, um, especially in a weak field. We could look back in a little bit and be like, man, how are we not jumping on this kid near 30 uh, in this really weak field event? So those are some of the guys that are uh, sub 30. Uh, then we get into the really interesting range to me. And I there are so many guys here that I am very, very interested in. This is the meat of my card. Uh, I think I might add one more. I think you're in on this guy, uh, who your first one is. Um, and he was a popular click for a lot of people first thing Monday morning too, because there were some 35s out there um, in some spots. But, uh, you know, a guy who's been knocking on the door a little bit, has had some tough ones. Uh, you lost in a playoff to our guy, Emiliano Grillo. Um, had also had another shot too, where like, he was back behind a tree and should have won on the 72nd hole and couldn't close. But uh, yeah, who's your first one? It's a guy that I'm really considering here. Yeah, I did bet. <clears throat> I'm not sure I've ever bet Adam Shank. <laughs> like, just I, I need to go back and like do a control F of the old uh, the old tracking sheets I've had to see if I'm Let's sure see. I've bet him in matchups. I'm not, I'm not so sure I've ever bet him to win a tournament, but just like, hey, I'm looking for a guy who had spike putting weeks and also just a really good baseline putter, really good baseline short game, but he's also been really good tee to green and yeah, nice finish last week. He has some top tens here. Um, you know, the course history isn't going to be super predictive, but he's come here and played well in the past. We've seen him play well in, you know, similar courses, similar fields. And just like, again, the driving accuracy, if we're looking at the stay out of trouble factor here, it is probably the, the rough, like you can't have a guy who's just squarely shit off the tee and expect them to find the greens. Ron posted that at uh, Twitter or his preview, maybe both, but it was just like there, the, the drop off from, you know, greens and regulations from the fairway to greens and regulations from the rough is pretty decent. It's pronounced here and it's not as big everywhere, but uh, I like the driving accuracy here. Again, it's been the accuracy's been nice on some of the easier courses he's been played recently. So 30 to one. Yeah, it's kind of where I started dipping my toes into the market was in the 30s. Yeah, uh, Valspar was what I could not uh, think of. But yeah, second at Valspar. Yeah, but numerous top 10 finishes. Yeah, um, again, it was in the mix last week too. I like it quite a bit. I'm considering it. I was hoping he was going to get maybe a late tee time. Fortunately, he's out in the early wave. Um, I like to execute that a little bit in, uh, in terms of seeing if I get a little bit of an inflated number on the Thursday afternoon. Don't come at me, math people. We've already done this, but uh, uh, it's a thing that uh, I like to do. But yeah, uh, Shank, I think, makes a ton of sense. Grio is in this range. Can we back Grio and win twice in Grio in a year? Um, it's hard for me to do. It's probably like a, a bias or a leak because um, he's a good fit. He's played well here in the past. He's punting better. There's a lot to like about Grio here. Uh, I mean, this list is absolutely loaded. Um, Steven Yeager, Chris Kirk, Keith Mitchell. Um, and we get into these guys that are all right around the 40s. Like, we have four pieces of content 
up on the site right now. We have Ron's preview, which is always a nice picture of the of the course. The other three pitchers are Eric Cole. Um, so we are pot committed to Eric Cole uh, as a staff. So we haven't got you there yet, Andy. Uh, even producer Dan was messaging us on Sunday about Eric Cole's number. Uh, what do we bet Eric Cole at here? Um, and I did. Eric Cole was. Uh, I, I missed the I, price. I just I just kind of missed the price. Like I got drunk. I had, I mean, I was just eating and drinking all weekend. I didn't know what I did. So, so like, we watched, I watched golf, and then, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it was a, a full festivity. I went to a baseball game. Like, it was a long weekend, man. Like I said, I, I don't even hardly remember the Ricky L right now at this point. So, Based yeah, on I, 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 I thought you were going to be looking worse today coming in. So, you look all right. You look like you're. Uh... No, I, I, look, I always look good. I just oh, don't that's know if true. I, I don't know if I feel good, but yeah, Coles. What's the best Cole number still? It's like 30, 35. I don't know. What's, what's, what's his T? What's his tea time? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. So, yeah, you might be able to execute that a little bit. Let me, uh, yeah, there's a 33. I'm close. I'm close, but I just, I, I missed the number and I'm pissy. Yeah. Uh, early FanDuel finishing position number was plus 135 to T30, uh, which I loved quite a bit. I fired, I've seen those FanDuel numbers come out a little bit off market lately. Um, so I'm like forcing my hand to push those bets out to our subscribers a little bit earlier than normal. But yeah, I mean, um, and again, sub to the site, all of our picks and plays, these are all pushed through. If these outright numbers are weird and wonky to you, um, we're pushing these out at, you know, Monday morning right away. Um, same thing with, you know, every bet that we make, finishing position bets that I make, Ron's first round leader stuff and all his full card, PGA splits 101, all of Andy's matchups, uh, Andy's outrights all comes through. Uh, you can make your own model, everything on the site, $19.99 a month. BetsBirdsGolf.com. But yeah, it's the past 24 rounds. Cole tops the field and birdie or better rate. That sounds good because we need to score here. Uh, third in the field over the past 24 rounds in strokes gain, short game, what we talked about. Um, and then sixth in par four scoring. So this is kind of where he's making his hay. Also, just narrative uh, driven here. I was reading uh, Daniel Rappaport's uh, Monday recap newsletter thing. Did you hear the Eric Cole story last week? The winning the. Pittsburgh tournament or whatever donated yeah. the money. So yeah, so I can't think of the name. Yeah, it's, it's like really a, cool. The, the something Fear tournament. Yeah, mini tour event that he used to play. And again, like Eric Cole's like Eric Cole's like thirty five. So like he's not like a young kid who's like just kind like kind of coming out. Like he's been grinding for a long time. And this mini tour event in Pittsburgh pays like twenty k, which I think relative to a lot of the other ones is significantly higher. This guy has been kind of like uh, a mentor to him. He passed away, didn't play in in uh, Detroit, went there, wins the event, like like can't get on his plane, is forced to drive there, eight-hour drive, gets in like in the morning, goes out and shoots a 63 the same day, wins the event by nine strokes, and then donates the winnings to like the local charities of their choosing. And I don't know. That's good juju to me. Uh, and the guy who's obviously still playing some pretty damn good golf. So uh, Eric Cole – Still out there at 35, uh, 33 is out there too at most spots too. Uh, and the plus money on the T30 I think is an absolutely lovely price for you know, a guy that's been playing really, really, really good golf. And some people will tell you that uh, Eric Cole has a legit case uh, to be made to get into that 12 spot now on the Ryder Cup team. I think that's a harder sell for me. Uh, but again, he goes out and wins here, starts playing some more good golf here down the stretch, and then that gets pretty interesting because I agree with you. I think it's still 
very, very, very wide open. So uh, Eric Cole is uh company play this week and maybe we can get you on board Andy to close the deal. I just, I just bet him at 33. So there we go. Added to, yep. added to the card. Yeah. So, you know, our, our boy, uh, Pat James has hit, I think three outrights in a row. Pat James has him as his cover boy in his model this week. He bet him as well. So like we are full in as a staff on Eric Cole this week, uh, chalk, chalk outright. So I uh, like him quite a bit. Uh, what's next for you? I don't know where you're, I'm kind of hovering in this area. So I have uh, my other, I only have t- uh, three total. So I have two more and we're still, we're in this, this sphere. So I don't know what your next one is. Yeah. I didn't want to, I didn't want to go too deep down the, uh, I don't know the, like somebody, a long shot winning is very much in the cards because again, it can probably turn into a putting contest. If the conditions are a little softer and we haven't had the rain in this, I know it's, it's not right near me or you, but it's close enough where the rain has been spotty. Where it's like, oh man, thunderstorms for sure today, and then it goes ten miles south and it's yeah. dry as shit. And but they got rocks, so I don't, I don't know exactly. I need to dig into the course conditions a little. I thought about going down to this. I said this to producer Dan earlier. It's like, man, I talked a big game about going to the John Deere, and then realized like what a shit show this week is because of the holiday and what I yeah. still have to get accomplished. I'm like, I can't imagine taking a three hour road trip and trying to work out of a, like a Marriott in like East Dubuque at this point. So, <laughs> um, yeah, uh, I want to check in the conditions. It can turn into a, a putting contest and some long shot could absolutely take it. I'm sure there'll be several long shots in the top 10 when we look at that final board, but, I did stick in this range, and Nick Taylor, guy who won uh, Canadian Open a few weeks back, just the the scoring metrics again. If you look at the birdie better, the opportunity gained, like he is fifth in the field in birdie or better percentage over the last fifty rounds. That's a decent sized sample, and he does fit this mold of some of these guys we've had that won this tournament. Where it's like, hey, he's shorter off the tee, but he's been pretty accurate and very accurate lately off the tee. So he's going to put himself in good position for longer iron shots. And even though he is hitting longer, excuse me, iron shots and a lot of people, because he is shorter off the tee, his proximity numbers are very good. Not just like in certain buckets, overall proximity, all shots into the green. So he's going to give himself, and again, that just circles right back to the first stat. The birdies are better. The opportunity you give yourself really close proximity to the hole, you can have a lot of opportunities. So if the putting's there, he's going to be just fine. We saw the putting can absolutely be there. I don't think he's going to need to make a seventy-five footer to win this one, but honestly, I'd take a couple. And yeah, I thought forty to one was a little long for a guy that I don't know, maybe should be closer to some of these other guys. Yeah, considered him on the list. It's a loaded, loaded tier. Um, yeah. I like quite a bit. So. Uh, next oh, week no, I wanted that, all these guys. Like, I, I missed the Smalley number. I missed the uh, – I, I know a lot of people are on Chris Kirk. Um, I know some people I, – I was really close on Grillo. I wanted that closer to yeah. 40 as well, though. Like, it is kind of uh, who's who's of, hey, who, this guy's 80 at the major, but, man, we're excited about him at 25 or 30 here. For sure. No, I like Kirk. Kirk's been really good with short wedges, uh, you know, and that's going to matter here too. So – uh, next to me is a guy who, again, we need putting. Um, Taylor Moore can roll it. Probably the best putter in the field, not named Zenny McCarthy. Again, like 10 strokes putting last week. Uh, Detroit was in the mix there. Uh, had one blow-up hole, which was really bad. He, he gains strokes on approach three of his four rounds last week. He had just a, a really bad shot on 14. 
um, par five, people were making birdie on. He doubled it. Um, basically, that puts him in the playoff. Let's say four-man playoff if he doesn't shank that on Saturday. Um, you know, so the rest of the game has been pretty good. Uh, really, really good on the shorter par fours, which is, again, what we talked about. Overall, par four scoring is terrific. I think he's top 10 in both of those uh, metrics over the last 36 rounds. I think it's just a good pedigree of a kid I want to continue to to back. He did win the Valspar, as we typically we mentioned earlier, with where Shank was. So there's some uh, some corollary there, too. Um, yeah, Taylor Moore, 35 is the opening number. T30 was plus money on FanDuel at open as well at plus 105. Uh, let me see where we're at on Moore now. That did shrink in some spots. Still a 35 out there on DraftKings. So if you can get more than a nickel down on DraftKings, 35 is your number. 28s uh, pretty much everywhere else there. So Taylor Moore, again, we don't typically lean on putting, and I see a guy that gained 10 strokes putting the week before. Typically, there's a red flag to back off of it, but pretty strong baseline of it being part of this guy's skill set. Um, you know, so he can run hot. And again, these are not very complicated greens. Whereas that was part of the Detroit thing is like, yeah, they were going to be really soft, but they're they are, there's some undulation there a little bit more. These are pretty straightforward greens here on uh, in the uh, Rock Vegas Quad City area. Yeah, a little more straightforward. This is where we we matched up. I bet him as well. I found a Love 35 it. this morning in the offshore market bet online. And like you said, it is it is almost a scary proposition where it's like, uh, you know, the the guy who, yeah. you know, the the 35% free th- or the 35% three-point shooter who goes like six for seven in the first half. It's like, well, I'm sure this is totally sustainable. It's the same kind of thing where it's like, yeah, when you're, when your putting is that good, you do kind of want to tend to fade the guy, but the rest of the game looks pretty good. Like it's fine. He's, he's good enough tee to green ball striking. And just the the short game in general has been really good. I obviously buoyed by the putting, but we've, you know, We've seen it from this guy, and he got really hot through this stretch last year. Like this is—I don't know if like that counts for anything. Maybe honestly, maybe I count that more than just like straight up course history. But like, if you can play well through this stretch, the Johnny was twenty fourth last year. Played well at the Barbasol. Yep. Played well at the Rocket. Played the the Rocket. Obviously, was in a different a different spot. They they flip-flop some things, but top tens at the Rocket in the Wyndham uh, to go along with the John Deere and Barbasol finishes. Like, he can play well on some of these easier scoring courses like this. And, yeah, I'm, I'm with you as well at this 35. Yep. Yeah, you're right, though. It's, it is that. It's a great analogy in terms of, like, the hot shooter. But, yeah, we do have, again, I think the, there's – not including it sometimes matters. Some events you need it because you want to be able to get, you know, birdie or better. You want to get the opportunities. You know, you got to put yourself in position to convert you want to have some guys that convert um you know my next guy's a guy that doesn't convert very often but uh is a guy that we like quite often because he's going to continue to give himself a ton of chances and if we can get a little bit hot alex smalley at 45 was uh the last one that i've made here um fifth in approach last week but again he nearly lost five strokes on and around the green uh which kind of did him in so he's in the middle of the pack um i think a t47 but like the week before the travelers he was awesome uh, on and around the green had the same type of ball striking numbers. And then in that field, which we just thought, talked about, like everyone was there, he was T nine. So again, if we can get like field average uh, on and around the green stuff from Alex Smalley this week in this field with the way the ball striking has been pretty consistently. And you look past 44 rounds, top 10 in approach, good drive percentage, which we've talked about mattering a ton here. Cause um, you know, good drive is a combination of 
accuracy and the ability to get your approach uh, on the green in your next shot. The short par four scoring, which we've talked about mattering as well. And then just overall strokes gain T to green, which is, I think, just kind of a great baseline skill set to look at every week. So he matters in everything else that matters here. We just need him to not be absolutely abysmal uh, all week on the green. So small 45 and again, another plus money T30. Uh, which is absolutely gorgeous to me. Let's see what we have on Smalley Live now. There's still 40s out there. Uh, where is that? Uh, Rivers points bet domestically. Uh, still have that 35 pretty much everywhere else. Did you get in on the Smalley train? This is a guy that you uh, no, and, and same thing. I mean, I said it number. earlier. It's just like I, I missed I missed the number on that. So I like him. I've bet him quite a bit. He's another one where it's like, hey, Andy bets Smalley all the time at like yeah. 150 to one. Yeah, just the number kind of got away from me. I'll, I'll cheer for him. Maybe a positional bet. He'll probably be in matchups, although, man, the, you know, the way matchups work, if they tend to group you with someone near your price outright. And fuck, I just, we love everybody from like 30 to 50. It's going to be hard. Match, I'm, I'm going to dig into matchups after the show, and uh, it's, it's going to be awful tricky. As you saw, like last week, I had some matchups, like one of them. They were both in the top five, I think. They weren't like big names, you know. It's, it's these courses can lead to some really low scores for a few guys. So, I think yeah, I, I had a, a matchup that was like nineteen under, seventeen under, or something. The, a couple like that where it's like, man, it's just a barn burner. I'm not enjoying this at all. I just want somebody to miss the cut, and I want both guys to play kind of poorly, miss the cut, play their baseline, and cash these early. But uh, I'll I'll look at him for sure in in matchups. Obviously, at this point, and yeah, I'll I'll wish you guys good luck, and hopefully, we just get Nick Taylor there instead, or Taylor Moore, Taylor Moore, or Cole. Some yeah. some group wins would be uh, good. And then I know I don't know if you have any more, but like the bomb part of this one got weird for me because it's like. Novak and Bacha, and their numbers aren't even that big. Uh, Scott Piercios pops for me, even though yep. he's 100 years old, which is just <laughs> not, not, not going to happen, guys. I'm just not going to be betting Scott Piercy. But someone I didn't make a card for, but he looked, he looked at me a little here. Um, and I don't know if we even got him to play here last year. John Deere, yep, 30th here last year. Uh, if you go to FanDuel, Satoshi Kodaira is like okay. three to one or better to top 40 this. And if you want to get real squarely because this event isn't any good, like I'd imagine his top 20 price, yeah, 10 to one, top 20. I'm gonna I'm gonna lay that down. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I'm gonna talk talk about some top 20 price. I'm gonna see what I can find, maybe in a non-chop book too, but uh because that's going to be really annoying when they can just chop to shit with the, the leaderboard here. But Satoshi Kodaira has not been a great golfer throughout like the history of his <laughs> career, I guess. I don't know, I'm to yeah, here's a, a 15th at the Mexico Open, 12th at the Sony. Like, congrats. There's some decent ones, but he's made the cut the last few weeks or, you know, the last couple events, I guess, kind of a sporadic tour player. If you look, it's like, hey, he's made the cut. And like, oh, one of those was like two and a half months ago. But 40th at the Rocket, and he just like isn't imploding. The the putting has been better. And he's one of those uh, accuracy guys off the, off the tee a little bit as well, too. Like the, the driving accuracy is really decent. 
the greens and regulation numbers are really decent. And over the course of 2023, he's had a bunch of, you know, I have made the cut and finished halfway decent. So uh, he's somebody that popped a little for me as far as Not- like, <clears throat> really huge numbers. It's like, man, this, this guy's course fit is kind of decent here. I got him nine to one on MGM, which pays ties in full for a top 20. So uh, yeah. 11th elsewhere in uh, domestics, but yeah, it's, it's one of the, and just looking at why he matched up for me for a, a course fit. Obviously I run two kinds of models during the week. Sometimes obviously a lot more, but two main ones. One is your form and one is your fit. And obviously he's a $6,800 guy in, DraftKings, he's 300 to 1 to win the tournament. His form is not good, but the fit is a little higher just based on he's gaining fairways on the field. He's getting himself a lot of opportunities. And if the putter's halfway decent, he's going to make the cut. He's going to be somewhere around that 40 spot. So I like the 3 to 1 to price on 40. Like a top 20 is kind of a pipe dream. He'd really have to putt well. But yeah, I'm saying 10 to, 10 to 1, I'll take a punt. Probably you know still plus you know decent money probably at least two to one to make the cut which is probably a, a decent look as well so yeah there's a handful of guys that I like quite a bit I couldn't get there in terms of outright uh, just because I don't know that they can get there um, Doug Gim you know he's been playing really good golf uh, playing significantly better than you know he had been really at any time talked about like I think he has one top ten. In like his last 97 events, very hard for me to then go to the well and bet the guy to win the tournament. But uh, overall, is playing really well. I have him like look at the last 24 rounds, um, 18th in good drive percentage, fifth tee to green, um, birdie or better, 14th. Um, short proximity, he's top 30 in both of those ranges. Overall approach, 24th. Um, so he's like he's playing really good. Uh, I have him like if I look in the past 24 rounds, he's third in my model for the week. Um, so I should be on Doug Gim, and I am in a finishing position bet. But to back him to win a golf tournament is uh, a little tough for me. Said same thing with Ches Reeve. Like if you're just looking at really short term form, Ches Reeve has been playing outstanding golf, uh, and he's been a guy that's been super streaky in his career. So I want to give that a little bit more weight than I typically would because. Yeah, sometimes he can be a little bit tough to watch putt uh, really close. Uh, short putting has been pretty bad historically, but um, longer putts have been better. And uh, everything else is checking a lot of boxes. So hard for me to get there. Uh, again, outright betting. Uh, Ryan Palmer is another. Lucas Glover. Like these guys are all on my card, all finishing position bets at plus money. Uh, that I just, just really hard to pull the trigger on 66 to 1 Ryan Palmer, who has just been completely off my radar for you know, two and a half years. So, yeah. Kind of in the same same boat with some of the guys that are on that range. And like you said, some of these longs. Uh, Revy I looked at too, but it's like, eh, I don't know if I like 60. Like, give me Revy at a, a bigger number, maybe positional, uh, finishing position kind of bad I could get on board with, like you said. So, Revy was close. Um, it's stupid that like, and now I'm like, I'm digging into Kadira's Japanese tour finishes. <laughs> I had to figure out why he withdrew from the BMW Japan Golf Tour Championship Murray Building Cup back in June. But uh, fuck, he had a he had a little bit of a go. I don't know if Japan has a a swing season. I'm gonna have to dig into this tour. But he had three straight top fives. Um, okay. Dunlop Phoenix tournament is that in Phoenix? 
Does Japan have tournaments in America? I'm gonna have to look into this now too. There's a bit of a bit of a legend last year in Japan. He had a really nice season. We need to we need to get back on the horse there, Satoshi. So um yeah, I'll look at other stuff off some matchups in the Discord. Uh, obviously I'll put something out in the newsletter here later on today. I'll have my model posted up eventually as well for the week. And yeah, if you want to make your own or check ours out, that's ritzgolf.com. Uh, build your own custom weighted stats model for what you think matters this week, or you can build a bunch and combine them. Like, like I do, I do a, like I said, I do a form model, I do a fit model, and then I kind of mash them together and look at uh, where some guys are peaking in both spots. I know Ron does a lot of different splits, you know, uh, obviously you can really get down in the weeds if you're, you know, needing that final push on somebody or maybe that final grabbing your shirt before you jump off the bridge and bet on somebody you shouldn't, you know, looking at some of these granular things that can matter uh, in spots like this, but shouldn't be your main reason for betting on or against somebody. So uh, I'd encourage you to, you know, check that out. I think it's a really cool tool. We're continuing to improve over on the site. As Sam says in the comments, Hit the like button. Uh, hit the subscribe button too. Honestly, I would I would do that. You don't have to hit the bell. Like nobody likes more notifications in their phone. But uh, outside of this week, we should be pretty standard. Eleven a.m. Eastern every Tuesday. I think. Sorry, we didn't do a show on the fourth. Yeah, I think this is our first non. Sorry. Yeah, or Monday. Monday was producer Dan's birthday. We were going to drag him in to do that on uh, on a Monday with. Uh, uh, you know, short notice and uh, no one really having any time to look at the events anyway. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Good stuff as always. Again, you mentioned, Andy mentioned like some stuff you could do with our modeling uh, tool that you can't do elsewhere. Like the ability to download into a CSV. Andy said you make multiple tools and, you know, pull it into a CSV and uh, manipulate it there, which I think is really cool. You can look into, you know, see what we're building. Like I have a save model in there already. Andy mentioned he'll have one. Um, you want all the things that PGA splits one-on-one Ron does on Twitter. You know, it gives you a little bit of a tease. All that's in the Discord. Uh, and he gives you the link for all those that you can play around with as well. We try to give you uh, as much information and much data to help. Like, yeah, you can get in the Discord. Yeah, you can tail picks uh, that we put out. But, yeah, you can also have conversations with uh, other folks, very like-minded community. I love our uh, I love our Discord folks. Get a feel for what they're looking at. Um, and I think that, that matters too is to you know, bounce some ideas off of people. We'll get into maybe some uh, some prize picks. Our guy Tybo's putting some ty- prize pick stuff out there, which is really good. We want to continue to do more of that. Some other picking games, our uh, spins of the wheel on the MGM uh, betting board to oh uh, to not win a trip to uh, to TBC Sawgrass. But yeah, it's fun. Get in there, uh, nineteen ninety nine for a month. Uh, definitely worth checking out because we got a major on deck. I actually got in live, Andy. I don't know if you've looked at uh, anything River or uh, Liverpool wise, uh, any of the board in terms of the pricing. Oh, um, I was able to grab FanDuel had a 37 on Ricky, so the best in market middle of last week. I had an odds boost, so I have one bet currently, and so that's a 56 on Ricky for the open, which I'm uh, very excited about. So, thanks to my friends over at FanDuel for continuing to shove the boosts uh, my way. But yeah, it's going to be a, a, an interesting one. And uh, right now, the odds aren't very enticing to get in with the Ricky number, considering he was, I believe, second last time they were there. Uh, playing some pretty good golf and seemed like an off-market price. So uh, let's go, Ricky. 
Yeah, it's it's been a while, but yeah, I believe it was a Rory Ricky finish. I mean, that yep. was kind of right in the heyday of Rory Ricky. I mean, twenty fourteen. That that, yeah. Yeah, that finish absolutely checks out. If you made, if you you know erased my memory outside of uh, just knowing what happened that year, I suppose I would have uh, I would have made some guesses that probably had those two in the top five. I haven't looked a lot of prices. I mean, a lot of it is is up and exists, but. You know, they do that reshuffle anyway. So for sure. Sometimes it's hard to look at those. The early markets are tough. Like uh Rory's price is probably a little too low, although he, he is starting to figure it out a little better. But I mean it's it's the same that we've seen. And we continue to see where you have Rory, Scotty, and Rom right at the top. But uh yeah, Cam and Brooks bringing up uh, I'm gonna call it a, a top five, I guess, because those guys have played well in some of the majors so far, and you don't even have to go play well in the live events to to get that sort of respect in the betting market. You just show up to the big tournaments, play well, and the the market will respect you enough, I guess. So nothing for me. I'm trying to see what my Ricky number. My God, it's twenty at some places. <laughs> yeah, we've we've jumped shark, I guess, at, at uh, Royal Liverpool at this point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and Cam and Brooks both have really strong. Uh, histories uh, at Open Championships. So I believe for the Open Championship, I think it definitely is a top five. So interested to talk about that uh, very, very soon. So again, subscribe, likes, uh, betsportsgolf.com. Some free content there, but you want to get the subscription so you can get the tools uh, and all the picks as soon as they come out. So Yeah, and we will uh, we'll check you next week for a double dose. We'll have some outright picks for the Scottish Open and Keen Trace Barbasol Open.